Here at Doxedo Bloom, we're excited about making disciples who impact the city and nations. We hope you enjoy today's message. Doxa family, it's awesome to spend time with you this morning in the Word. And we are in the fourth and the last week of our Habakkuk series called Beacon of Hope. Now, we have in life this saying that you only discover the real value of something until you don't have it anymore. Take, for instance, your mom's food. I remember growing up in a house where we got a healthy meal every evening. And I thought to myself that it just magically appears until I have my own family now with two boys and a wife. And I, I discovered that, you know, preparing a meal takes a lot of energy and effort. You don't realize the value of that until you don't have it anymore. For instance, in lockdown, where, where we were restricted to move around, I mean, I discovered the thing, the value of the freedom of movement. And I mean, I, I saw that morning when the uh, president announced it, I saw our whole complex were suddenly runners and they wanted to go to climb mountains and they just want to get out of the space because we realized the value of the freedom of movement until we don't have it anymore. And during lockdown, I rediscovered the value of corporate praise and worship to come together with a family of God and praise Him for who He is. I mean, it's not the same to listen to a song in your car and try to worship with that and to uh, stick online and, and try to worship in your, in your living room. It's not the same when we come together as a family of corporate believers and worship our King together. In Doxodeo, we speak about Sunday celebrations because that is exactly what we want to do. We want to come together and celebrate Jesus, put Him at the center and celebrate Him corporately with music and with instruments and with praise. Now, I want to take you to the last chapter in Habakkuk and, and let's discover together that this last chapter of Habakkuk is actually an instruction on corporate praise and worship. Let's read the first verse together, Habakkuk 3 verse 1. A prayer of Habakkuk the prophet according to Sijanoth. What an interesting word that we find there in the Bible. You see, Habakkuk is trying to explain, he's going to lead us in a prayer now, but we have to do it in a specific way, in, according to Sijanoth, which, which is actually a corporate musical term. It means the following, musical direction for a congregation to sing a song with wild, passionate singing and rapid changes of rhythm, high-spirited praise and vigorous enthusiasm. As we go to the end of that last chapter in Habakkuk, you will know, you will know the scripture is very co common to us. Um, verse 17, Through the, uh, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the fruit of the olive fail, and fields yield no food, food the flock be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's and he makes me tread on high places. And then this very interesting last phrase in the book of Habakkuk to the choir master or the musical director with stringed instruments. Habakkuk is trying to say, take everything that you have musically and lead the congregation in this passionate expression of praise. You see, in the first chapter of Habakkuk, he, he, he encourages us when we go through difficult times to wrestle with God, to go and have 
honest conversations with him. Then in the second chapter, he leads us into this thing of waiting for his word and embracing him while we are in the valley. And then he ends off by saying to us, the best thing that you and I can do when we go through difficult times is to praise him. Exuberant praise, vigorous, wild, passionate praising God together corporately. Now, I want to answer this question today. What is praise? We praise all the time. We praise our kids. We praise our co-workers. We even praise our dogs. <laughs> I mean, have you ever experienced the life-giving value of receiving a compliment? Sometimes we can give bad compliments to one another. Like, for instance, I see you've lost weight. But sometimes we experience like oxygen to the soul when someone compliments you. I remember when my father-in-law actually for the first time acknowledged that he thinks I'm a good husband and a good father. It felt like oxygen to my soul to experience that kind of praise. You see, to praise is to commend someone. It's to applaud, to express approval towards someone. Worship on the other side is more internal. It's contemplative. Praise is extroverted. It's expressive. It's celebration in its essence. Do you know that God wants to be praised in a certain way? He has a preference with regards to praise. You see, to meditate on God's goodness is not praise. It might be worship to think about His goodness, to feel that emotion in you for Him, but it's not praise. To qualify as praise, your thoughts and your emotions need to be translated to your actions with your body, with your voice. I many times hear people say, you know, I'm not that guy who wants to lift up my hands and go crazy, you know, as we praise. It's not my way of praising. Friend, I've got news for you. It's God's way of praising. It's full of it in the Bible. He gives instruction how he wants to be praised. You see, praise needs to be declared. It needs to be manifested in the physical, in action to qualify as praise. Psalm 66 verse 8, listen to this. Make the voice of his praise be heard. You see, it's impossible to praise God with your mouth shut and your body immobile. It might be worship, but it's not praise. There was a famous evangelist called George Whitfield in the 18th century. And he started the revival in Brighton and he started to preach in some of the churches, but they kicked him out because he didn't stick to the liturgy of that time. So he started to preach in the open field and the only people that would come and listen to him after work were the coal miners. So they would come with their faces covered in the black dust of the mine and they would come and listen to him preaching the gospel. Now, people would say that in these meetings, these coal miners would leave with this, these white lines on their cheeks as they were touched by the gospel and by his preaching. But these revival meetings were known for something even greater. It was known for this, that while George was preaching, there were these spontaneous, spontaneous eruptions of praise. People would call out to God in praise, exuberant praise. While he was preaching, someone would call out, God, you are good. Lord, you are amazing. I praise you, Jesus. And uh, George actually instructed his ministry team to, to, when that happens in the meeting, to just take, that, take those people out of these meetings. But 
Then his ministry team came back and they, they said to him, George, please don't let us not do that because these spontaneous cries of praise are actually preaching much louder than what your sermons are doing. My question to you, friend, is when last did you praise God in that manner? We just cry out to Him. We just praise Him for who He is. There's this lie that we believe that we think we cannot praise God when we feel down, you know, when we feel a bit emotional. We're not, we can't praise God. We have to feel a certain way to praise Him. That is a lie, my friend. And I want to show you out of the Bible how David instructs us, gives us instruction with regards to this. He lays a foundation for us how to praise God when we don't feel like praising Him. Psalm 103 verse 1 says the following, David speaking, Bless the Lord, O my soul. He's not speaking to anyone else. He's speaking to his own soul and saying, Soul, bless God. Now, you may be saying, well, I feel emotionally drained. Well, you've got the book of Psalms. David was there most of the time. But listen to this, Psalm 42 verse 5. He lays this foundation for us. He says the following, My soul is downcast within me. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God for I shall yet praise him. I will bless the Lord. You see, David goes through this process. He starts by being very honest with the Lord. Lord, my soul is downcast. And then he starts asking questions about it. Why are you so downcast? And then he moves his focus away from his experience and his emotion. And he directs it to the Lord and say, well, soul, it doesn't matter how you feel at the moment. Direct your praises to God. Habakkuk does the same thing. Even when you are in the valley and you see nothing change, make sure that you praise God. I'm going to invite Yaku from our central campus to take us into the next portion of our sermon. Thank you very much, Eugene. You should enough. Oh, well, that's the word that we actually learned today. So just to refresh you guys, Shijanath means the musical direction for a congregation to sing a song with wild, passionate singing and rapid changes of rhythm, high-spirited praise and vigorous enthusiasm. So guys, that's, that's almost where I want to dig into today. And um, we're, almost gonna, we're gonna have a time of worship as well, or praise rather, um, after this sermon. And, um, that's exactly what we're going to do today. So the question is, what do we praise? We don't praise a song or an emotion, but we actually praise a person. We praise his name. So in Psalm 148 verse 13, it says, Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. So I suppose we all have names and they all have a meaning. And that name carries a quality and a attribute that represents something of your character. So let me start with my name, Hendrik Jakobus, or maybe Hendrik Jakobus, but let's shorten it a bit. It's Yaku with the C. So there's clearly some meaning behind one of the most common names in South Africa, Yaku with the C. So let me just quickly dig into, uh, into the name and just give you some background where it comes from. 
So Yaku is a Portuguese diminutive of Jacob. Jacob is derived from the Hebrew name Yaakov, which means following after. This is derived from the Hebrew words Yahweh, which means God. So I choose to interpret my own name as following after, created in God's image. So every time someone says my name, they're indirectly saying, Yaku, you're following after God's own image. Guys, this blew my mind last night when I discovered the beauty of my name. And just the same way that that blew my mind. If you struggle to praise God, just take time to go and study His name. Let me quickly name some of them. Comforter, Everlasting Father, Great Shepherd, High Priest, King of Kings, Light of the World, Lion of Judah, Redeemer, Provider, Servant, Savior, Healer, Teacher, Prince of Peace, the great I am, head of the church, friend of sinners, Emmanuel and cornerstone. Sorry that I had to go just look down because this is a great list. And this should give us so many reasons to praise our, our living God. I mean, if you go look up all the meaning of this, this is like vast. Um, so we also praise God with his works that he's done. Um, in Psalm 145 verse 4, it says, One generation shall praise your works to another. If we just quickly realize that God's works are so stunning, it's remarkable, it's wondrous and entirely unforgettable. So if something is dull and boring in this world, it's probably not God's work, guys. Let's be quickly serious. Let's be just serious with one another. So if that's maybe so difficult for you to fathom, Maybe start in your own life. Just see God's work in your own life and that will give you enough reason to praise Him. So the last thing that I want to leave you guys with is how should we praise? We are standing here Sunday in and out and sometimes it can be very awkward. You can maybe just grab your chair and you don't know what to do. Um, but here's some stuff that's so solid based in the Word. Um, there's solid instructions like Eugene said. So why do we lift our hands? So imagine, quickly imagine with me, a little Yaku running around the building and he's like, Daddy, 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 hold me, pick me up. Okay, just take a minute to take that in, guys. I'm not saying that we're getting children, but just, re just imagine a little Yaku saying, Daddy, please pick me up. Guys, that's the same way we praise God. We say, God, please pick me up in this moment. You are my savior, just hold me a bit. I feel a bit but downcast, like Eugene also said. It's also a symbol of surrender, like almost like hijack. Um, take me, take me now. <laughs> and it's also a symbol of receiving a gift. So that gives you enough reason to raise your hands in, in the service, to praise God. You're not gonna look like a fool. Then there's this another one, clapping hands. We all do that to applaud someone. But just to give you some, some perspective, imagine a very important person walking into the building, our very own president, or in the UK, maybe the king or the queen walking in. Everyone's probably gonna stand and give a hand. We are invited to do that in praise because we are 
just applauding our king with that. And then this one makes me super excited. We can praise God with our instruments by playing that. And there's like numerous amounts of instruments and we're not gonna like say some of the instruments is not important. So I'm just quickly gonna read this list. It's trumpet, lute, harp, tambourine even, strings, flute, cymbals. And the most important thing that, that, they, that they say in the Bible is, you should play it skillfully. That makes me super excited. I mean, we are, we are so blessed with, with a worship team that does it skillfully. And then, as I'm currently doing now, I'm standing. Guys, there's a reason why we stand when we praise God. Um, just to take it all the way back to the tabernacle of Moses, the instructions that were given for the people to decorate the, the tabernacle was there was washing bowls, curtains, pieces of gold, but there were no chairs. So the priests and the Levites used this opportunity to stand and minister to God. Also in Revelation, we see that the nations are standing around the throne. Once again, guys, this is a, this is a, a theme that goes through the, through the Bible. We cannot do it with, like, with sitting. I mean, it's a sign of respect when we stand all together in a service and we praise God. It's also a thing of not being passive. It's alertness. We are engaged in the, in the moment with our King. So there's many other ways of, of praising God. There's kneeling, you can bow, you can fall, you can sing, you can dance, you can shout. The Israelites was known for their battle cry and usually the enemies would just flee. We know the story of the Jericho walls that came down and it's because they shouted and they marched around the city walls. In Numbers 23 verse 21, it says, the shout of the king was among them. It wasn't out of their own power. It was because God was in the room. He was there and they shouted and they praised him. So guys, I wanna land this and I wanna almost ask you, Habakkuk teaches us to face our doubts and our questions, honestly, to come before God, like we read in chapter one, and take our questions to the Lord. Chapter two, we read, we, read, we need to wait upon the Lord and write it down, even though nothing changed changes in your life, even though it's still a struggle. And in the midst of that, we can praise and worship Him, no matter how we feel or what we see. So yeah, as we're going to go into a moment of praise now, I would love for everyone now, as we're going to pray now and go into praise, to stand up and actually exercise the stuff that we gave you guys, because it needs to be practical. So let's just close our eyes. His Father, thank you for, for making it so practical for us to praise your name and for us to find it like from the beginning of Genesis right through to Revelation, Father, we can read how we can praise you, Father. And it's almost reading all those names and being aware of the fact that you are, you are the everlasting God and that we can praise you with everything in us, Father, even though it doesn't look and feel like it. Um, 
come guide us in, in this next season almost where we discover how to truly praise you, Father. I want to ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Make sure that you get connected to this family on mission by joining us at one of our Sunday services.